When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com slash connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of our uh, podcast. I'm Maria Geffers. I'm Tom Geffers. And we're so glad that you were able to join us today. And today we have a, uh, a great guy. I know I'm always saying they're great because every time I meet them, I'm always impressed with their, their expertise and what they do. So we have Josh uh, Hogenkamp and his company is College Assistance Plus. And he's gonna tell us all the uh, information that we need on his, pro on his uh, program because it's very in-depth and very uh, useful to all parents. Uh, the essential question that Josh will be answering today is, what are the six steps that help families maximize their financial aid offer? So tell us who you are, Josh, all about you, and what was your aha moment that you decided that this is where you wanted to go? Well, first, I wanted to say thank you, Maria. Thank you for Tom for having me on. Love when we get, you know, professionals get to work together and collaborate and talk because it is such an important topic. Uh, I mean, you guys know just as much as I do and families know too, is that this is one of the most consequential decisions that are going to make in their entire life, both financially and where they're headed in their life. And so for me, I was, um, I have a little interesting story. I don't have background in uh, academics. I was actually, I worked for a nonprofit for 10 years, um, right out of college. I worked and uh, lived in Asia for four years, and then I worked in, uh, as a recruiting director for that nonprofit organization for six years. And so the people we were talking to often were um, college kids. You know, they, they're just getting out of college or just in the middle of college, and uh, they wanted to do something meaningful with their life. And so we were talking about what that could look like. Obviously, people can do a lot of different things, and it doesn't matter if you're drilling wells in Uganda or you're uh, you know accountant you can be do meaningful things in your life you know there's so many different ways to do that through relationships and things like that so um i was talking to all these students you know 21 22 23 24 years old and you know hundreds of applications and, and walking through this this process and one of the things that stuck out all the time was student debt and i, I had a rule if they had less than $40,000 of student debt i was giving them a high five 
we know the average student debt is right around $36,000. I think it's probably a little bit higher than that, but you know, who knows what reporting is. Um, and so I, I would give them a high five. I said that, you know, that that's an, seems like an appropriate amount, you know, for going to school that's feasible. Well, I had a few, few people that I walked in with insane amounts of, of debt there. They, uh, one girl, I remember specifically, her name was Lauren and she had a really terrible story. Her dad had passed away when she was young. And then when she was uh, in college, um, well, before that, her mom had gotten remarried, great stepdad, great situation. But then in college, her mom had actually passed away. So mm -hmm. she's dealing with all this, this terrible life, um, these situations, she couldn't do anything about it. Well, she was going to a private college here in New York state. And she knew she had about $80,000 of student debt. That's a lot of, that's a lot of money, right? Well, about two weeks before she graduated, she had found out her mom who had passed away her senior year had taken another 20 or $25,000 of student debt out. Mm -hmm. And so she was walking out with her undergrad with about $105,000, $110,000. She said, okay, it all depends on what she studied. Maybe she studied to be an, astro you know, an astronaut, engineer, whatever, a lawyer. Well, she had studied to be a social worker. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> and we all know, uh, you know, immediately we say, okay, social workers. Now here in New York, social workers make 35, 40 grand a year. That is just an obscene amount of money to take out to be a social worker. She's basically has a house payment with no house and she is completely overwhelmed with student debt. So I ran into multiple people like that. That was obviously, you know, probably the worst story, but there was just person after person after person that I, I worked with and talked with, and they had just got out of college and wanted to do something completely different, but they had 40, 50, $60,000 of student debt for a career that they didn't even want to follow or a degree they barely wanted. Why? Because they knew they were supposed to go to college. They were supposed to get a 40 degree because that's obviously the only way to have a successful life. Obviously the sarcasm is dripping like, like no tomorrow. Right. And so, uh, I had finished up my work with that nonprofit about uh, 10 years. I had uh, some background and some coaching and some life coaching and coaching businesses. And I got connected with Paul Selich, who is the founder and owner of College Assistance Plus. Uh, CAP was uh, started about 17 years ago. And that's a whole other story we can talk about. But uh, so much of what I aligned with and I had been working with, I saw the solution with what CAP was doing and what College Assistance Plus was doing. And there a few things that we really focused on. I'll get into those six steps in a minute and we could talk more about that any follow-up questions. But we they focused so much on return on investment. Yes, college is good for a lot of people, but if you're paying $110,000 and have 110,000 of student debt for being a social worker, I don't care what math you're doing, that's not a great situation. Mm -hmm. And there's person after person after person and family after family that is getting into situations that they have no business being in, not because they're not smart enough, has nothing to do with that. Doesn't mean that they can't do that job or they shouldn't be doing that job. But this, how they're setting themselves up for the rest of their life is going to put them, their family, their parents in financial peril. And I don't use that, that term lightly um, for the rest of their life. And we also see all sorts of stats of millennial wealth growth, whether that's uh, the age they're buying houses, starting families, having kids, how much is in their savings account. Student debt is affecting every area of students' lives. Uh, and so it's just a really important process that we want to help uh, families walk through. All right. 
So, <clears throat> excuse me, your uh, company is structured uh, as, as the umbrella company, I guess, is the College Assistance Plus, and then there's some other, uh, co not companies, but different programs underneath that umbrella. And you talk about the six steps uh, briefly, you just mentioned it. How does that actually work, that six-step program? And how is your company structured? Yeah, well, we have a, a number of, 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 of uh, programs and, and services that we offer to clients. Uh, it really depends on what they need and where they are in the process. Uh, obviously, you, you, you two have worked with as college counselors in, in the past. And so uh, sometimes if uh, there's certain deadlines that can't move, right? And right. so if we have someone that comes in and it's two weeks before a major deadline, we can only do so much. So we're, we're going to you know, provide different services for different people. Um, really, we have three main services that we provide. One is our, uh, our, our, our main service, our full service package that we've been doing for years and years and years. And this really works through those six steps. And I'll show those in a minute. Um, that's kind of our Cadillac top of line concierge service that we're working one-on-one -on -one with the counselor. We have an amazing set of, of, of counselors that have been working with us anywhere from, from four to 10 years. Uh, with every type of student, every type of situation, every type of school budget, whatever. Uh, and we're able to, to work with those families on one-on-one -on -one contacts, which is really, really beneficial and helpful. And also uh, something that I'm sure maybe we'll talk about later, but getting, having the parents and the students on the same page in that process is so important. We'll talk a little, a little bit about that uh, later, but also within this last year, uh, 18 months, we developed our, a membership program. Well, why? Because it's more affordable. Um, it's also a more, you. we give you the information that you need and you're able to then take that information and make the best decision. Um, and so whether that's uh, building your, your school list or researching scholarships or, you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. There's lots of steps in that process. Uh, and so that's more, really more of an affordable uh, product for people that gets a lot of the same outcomes, but is, uh, like I said, more more of a client intensive product, more of a, a family intensive uh, research product. And then we also do uh, financial reviews and appeals for, uh, this is really set up for second half of the senior year. You know, if you're in the spring of your senior year, there's not much no. that you're going to be doing unless you want to take a gap year, obviously. And so we work with different families. Uh, you know this as well as I do. The government says between 50 and 60% of people make mistakes on their financial aid forms. We think it's probably between 70 and 80% mm -hmm. and it costs them money. And so we, we work with families on making sure all those forms are clear. And then we're, we're able to also use financial aid offers that they've gotten to negotiate better prices. And we've seen a lot of success in that. Uh, money is not the only option, not the um, final, you know, it doesn't matter if you're getting a great deal at a school that you don't want to go to for a major that you don't want to study. But if they have the saving families about $20,000 over, over those four years, uh, gaining additional things like that, so full service, membership, and then our, our appeals. And you mentioned our six steps. Um, you mentioned our six steps, and I want to run through those really um, uh, really quick. And this was drawn out of years, again, years of experience, thousands of clients. And there's really six steps that we see leads to someone, uh, a student finding the right major at the right college for the right price. Cause if you don't have one of those three, 
Um, if you're at the right school for the wrong major, that's not a win. If you're at the right school for the right major and you're paying $300,000, that's also not a great situation. We walk all of our clients through. Uh, one is uh, career and major coaching. We want to make sure they understand what they're going to school for. Yes, education is helpful, but if you just want to learn, let me take you to the local library. You don't need to be pay $60,000 a year to learn. So we want to help students go towards the major, the career that they want to do with the rest of their life. What impact do they want to have in the world? How do their skills and talents fit into that? What are they passionate about? We walk through that whole process. That's important because if you don't know what they want to study, there's no reason to look at schools because not all schools are good at uh are, are the best place to study different topics. Uh, again, we, we live here in, in or I, we work here just south of Rochester. Rochester Institute of Technology is an, a wonderful school. And, um, but if you don't wanna be an engineer or work in computers, probably not the best option. So even though it's right down the road and you could get a good scholarship, maybe not the right school. So again, that first step is clear career direction, clear major uh, question. The next one is making sure you have a clear, budget and financial profile. And you also have a clear academic, uh, academic profile, financial profile. What does that mean? What's your budget? How much are you willing to spend? How much debt are you willing to take on? Uh, how much have you saved in your 529? Uh, what's your EFC, your expected family contribution? Again, you, you know, all these words, maybe your viewers uh, do, or, or I'm sorry, your, your listeners do or do not. Expected family contribution very quickly is how much colleges expect you to pay every single year. Um, and so it's important to know that because again, if a school is out of your budget, you should not look at it, right? right. When my, Absolutely. I have three small children, when my eight-year-old now in 10 years or, you know, eight years is first buying a car, he's not going to say, well, uh, I just want to go look at the BMW lot. And I'm like, no, you don't have that much money. There's no reason to look at, you're not buying one of those cars. It's the same thing with colleges. If you cannot afford a college, don't go look at it. It's a waste of your time. It's not a good option for you. And the other one is your academic profile. What are your scores? What's your GPA? What are your APs? What did you score on them? What's your SAT? What's your ACT? What's your resume look like? What are your other uh, extracurricular activities? This whole picture helps us understand, one, what schools you're going to get into. Two, what scholarships you're going to get. We've gotten data from all of our clients over the years. So if we have this these this information in your financial profile and your academic profile, we can pretty clearly... Uh, give a guesstimation within a couple thousand dollars of what scholarship you're going to get from that school, whether it's need-based aid and merit-based aid. Uh, and so that's really important to know. Step three is we build a comprehensive list of schools. We know the career that you want. We know your academic profile. We know your financial profile. That means that we can build a good list of schools that are anywhere from safety schools to financial reach schools to academic reach schools. This is one of the things that really separate us from guidance counselors and, and counselors, uh, you know, college counselors separate because um, guidance counselors can't talk about money or they're not, gonna, they're not going to, they're not going to do that okay. where you have to have that involved in the conversation or it's just, well, go to your reach school. Well, that's not really helpful. If again, I can't afford that school. Right. Right. Uh, it's just not a great situation. So helping our, our clients build a comprehensive school list. That's number three. Uh, and then we all, we do all sorts of work with SAT, ACT prep, working with them on, uh, we have essay course, we have a staff writer that works and critiques our, our uh, common application essays and supplemental essays, along with giving, you know, best tips on how to have your application stand out, 
and what that looks like. That's obviously really important. Something else we do in there is we actually do interview prep and, and help our clients get interviews with staff members and professors and heads of departments, because we think that is also really important. Um, very similar in a lot of ways that a athlete might work with a college coach. It's really the same in a lot of situations with an academic high performer is that you can get someone on the inside on your side that that could really help and smooth that process of you getting accepted or getting great financial aid packages too. Right. Connections are all important. Absolutely. Who you network so with huge. and connections. Yeah. Right. So, so if you follow those four steps, you're going to get the maximized first financial offer. Um, you, you know, you know what schools to apply to You're set up for success. And that's where a lot of people stop. Because they say, okay, I've got my financial offer. I'm going to do this. Well, this is where being a consumer of your college education is important. So many people, and I'm sure you, I'm not sure if you feel the same way. I hope you do, is that so many people just say, I'm so glad I got into blank, blank, blank. And it's like, I've never heard someone say, I'm so glad that purple mattress let me buy their mattress. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that, that's crazy. Or you go and say, I'm so glad that, uh, you know, I, BMW let me buy their car or insert whatever. I'm so glad David's bridal let me buy that wedding dress. You're their customer. Uh, they want your business. Right. And I think that's, yeah. that's really tough for people to get because they think of these academic institutions as public services and they're not. Right, right. And now there's plenty of amazing staff members and professors right. that want to help students, but the provost is not your friend. He wants the most money of you right. as possible. As Tom right. always says, it's a business. Well, it's, and a, it's a huge business. Right. And huge. Know, their, their goal is to get as many people in the seats as possible and get as much money out of the families as possible. And they know exactly how to do that. Right. So, you exactly. know, have somebody in, in the family's corner is, is uh, so important. Right. But I want, I, you got through with your six steps, but I just want to touch on, uh, you mentioned it's one-on-one -on -one, uh, counseling and you do bring the parents into it. Uh, yeah. Do you do uh, Zoom, I, I would assume, with what's going on now in the world and you, you work nationwide, but you bring the parents and, and the student in together and do you use modules or is it all one-on-one -on -one Zoom meetings? Uh, it, it depends. Well, I'll answer that question in a couple parts. Uh, the first I'll take your second question first. It really depends on the product and how they're uh, they're using us. We have some online courses that are just you know pay money and it's an online course and they can get that. Yeah. Our, our essay courses like that, um, and then also our our pathway to college membership. We record all our sessions. We have two webinars a month, and that's all recorded. So I actually just had someone join our cohort that started in January last month, and she just watched all the different videos, uh -huh. and so we were able to do that. And then our one-on-one -on -one consulting is all one-on-one. -on -one. So we have a ton of resources. We have an online college search platform we use along with to-dos and resources and guides that are supplemental, but the majority of what we're doing is one-on-one -on -one conversations and action steps. Uh, and then obviously us working and, and researching for and with our clients. And then you asked about parents. Parents are so important because I've had clients that the parents aren't involved at all. That's not a good situation. Right. <laughs> not good right. at all. And the other side is the kid barely talks and the parents are there all the time. Right. And, the student, and she's like, no, this is a collaborative situation. <laughs> Why? Right. One is because you're their parent. I don't care if they're 17 or 18 years old. Right. You, you know, they're not, you know, I, I've worked with plenty of four-year-olds that are 
not as smart as my eight-year-old and not as wise as my eight-year-old, right? Absolutely. Let alone 17 or 18-year-old kids. And so parents need to come in, but students need to have buy-in into the decisions being made. Right. Absolutely. But here's the other thing is parents are often paying for it. And so if they're, if they're taking out more loans than $30,000, you know, 27, five, you know, let's get technical, but whatever, um, that parents co-signing for a loan, you better believe they better be involved in that process and have clarity of understanding of what a budget is, which most 17 or 18 year olds or heck fifth year olds don't understand budgets all the time. And so we're doing a little bit of financial literacy, having, uh, we're making sure those conversations are happening. So parents understand what's expected of them, you know, walking through the EFC, walking through budget, talking about what your child wants to do with their life. That's pretty important. Right. Um, and then also the, the student knows like, this is how much my budget is. So when they're looking at schools, they don't get like, I, I, we joke all the time about, uh, you know, we live in Western New York, unless you have $60,000 a year, don't send them to Ithaca college be- in the fall because it's gorgeous. It's, it's essential right. New York. The right. leaves are on, it right. is beautiful. Right. Don't send there unless you, you can, you can pay for it. Unless your 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 student is visually impaired, they're going to say this is the most beautiful campus right. ever. Last right. year, I got to go to California and uh, drove past Pepperdine. It's in Malibu on the coast. I, I want to go there, and I, I like, of course. <laughs> but it's like it's it's what is it like sixty five or seventy thousand or or plus a year? Yeah. It's insanely expensive. And the graduation so, rate is not the best either. No. But, you know, I mean, they're kids. <laughs> yeah, the, you don't need like, a report to tell you that, right? It's right. like this is common sense stuff. I think what you're um, saying is you're actually giving life skills to huge. both the parent and the student. Huge. You know, everybody needs to be, has, has to be aware of the cost, the time, and everyone has to have skin in the game. Right, what is the most ideal uh, time for a student to come to you to get the maximum amount of, um, you know, the best that they can get out of your program? I would say, I think that depends a little bit. We, I just actually had a conversation. This is not the best situation, but this is one way. Uh, we work a lot with financial advisors. We actually had a guy we talked with. Is, it was me, his financial advisor, and him. He, his oldest uh, son is nine. So okay. he's All doing right. some financial planning and talking about saving for college. That's probably not the best time. It's good for planning, but it's not right. necessary. Right. We find that between your sophomore and junior year is probably the best time to start. Research shows that um, uh, the work we do and the assessments that we run for looking at careers and majors, they start to normalize right around then. But mm-hmm. it also gives plenty of time to, you know, if you want to take six or eight months to, to just think about your, your career, you can do that. If you're coming, we have some clients that we're just starting to work with that, you know, they're um, three weeks away from starting their senior year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's going to be kind of a rush decision. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I don't know about you, but ru- I can make good decisions when I'm rushed, but I have a higher hit rate on making good right. decisions when I have time and there's not so much stress involved. Right. And so really anytime between, honestly, someone steps onto the college campus of uh, their freshman year, we could probably help them. But we find that between your sophomore and your junior year, right. it's probably the best time. Um, and, you know, even if you're starting January of your junior year, that's plenty of time. As you start to creep in closer and closer to summer, it's just that process is really right. rushed. Right. We can still do it and get great results. It's just going to be a more stressful process. Uh, and so I suggest planning, you know, it's just, you can hit all the deadlines, you know, starting your junior year. 
make sure you're getting the right classes, getting great grades, planning ahead, all that stuff. And so that, that that's what we found. Good, good. Well, you know, you touched on a few things that we always used to tell uh, students before COVID, you know, with the college visits. And, you know, you would go in there, like you said, it's a beautiful fall day. And, um, you know, everybody gets excited. We always used to tell our, our uh, clients, mm -hmm. we'll go back next, the following week when it's raining. <clears throat> yeah. And walk around the campus. Exactly. And talk to the kids in the campus and say, how do you like it? What don't you like? Because, you know, it's it's a big sales job. And, you know, yeah. uh, big time. it's not happening now. It might go back to that soon. But, you know, uh, it's just a... They want to get you on that on that campus and in the seats, and you have to be prepared to and, and have knowledge to right. you know ask right. the right questions and take yeah. the stress off of yourself and your family. So the earlier you start, and that's so important of uh, you know getting the stress from the kids because they're all stressed out, they are stressed. You know, especially if they want to go to a private elite school. And oh. uh, you know, tough. It's very very stressful, but. Um, we we wanted to get your opinion on you know you do SAT prep where you talk about that. What is your outlook or your company's outlook on uh, being test optional, test blind, and all that good stuff? Are you still recommending that they take the test? I'll answer this in a few ways because I want I want to communicate something. We don't think the SAT well research shows that the SAT ACT does not is not a good qualifier for long term life success. Let's be very clear about that. So yeah. you getting 1100 is going to affect what schools you can go to, but it has no, it doesn't matter at all if you want to have a successful life or a fulfilling life. Let's just be clear that kids put so much stress on their on themselves with the SAT. We think it's crazy. We also think that um, the SAT is, we think it's important for getting into college because there's direct correlation between your SAT score or your ACT scores and the scholarships you're getting it, you're getting, and also the schools that you're getting into. Right. Um, and so we've actually worked with, we work with two different companies. Um, uh, we outsource that to, you know, to two different companies. One is St Steve Menking tutoring. He's out of New York city. Uh, he, he started um, a few years ago. He's been doing tutoring in, in the city for a number of years and it's just started a course. And so that, that's one of the people we partner with. And another one is College Prep Genius. They're down in Texas. Uh, Gene Burke has been doing uh, college prep, uh, um, college test prep for about 17 years. And so um, both, uh, both fantastic resources that we work with. And we also have a number of free resources we suggest. And, nice. But um so I think it's interesting because I don't think it's a good determiner of long-term success, but we know it's helpful in getting more scholarship money. Right. Um, and so it's just going to be interesting to see how that, that goes out. I think it's good. To, I appreciate that more schools are going test optional, um, but we still, it, we still say a good score is going to help you. Right. And we also know that there are certain majors um, that you need to have a certain score or you need to submit your score. So for us, we say prep like normal and get the best score possible. A, a great score is still going to help you. Okay. If it's not a good score, then we could talk about what that looks like for our, okay. our strategy and, and what schools you're going into or, and applying to, and also what majors that you might, might go into. Right. You look at it very holistically, the admissions. And I think that's what's really happening in a lot of, they're forced to look holistically at the student. Yeah, so that it's a piece of, but no. it's an important piece as well, as you said. Yeah, we, we, we agree with that. And we always tell our, our clients, you know, it's better to have it 
and not need it than to need it and not have it as right. far as the SAT right. score is concerned, you know? As I, kind of I have a, a funny a funny story actually, and it's really interesting. We had, I'm working with a client, um, both of her parents went to MIT mm-hmm. and she, uh, they got 1150 or 1200s on their SATs, you know, 30 years ago, whatever it was. She walked out with a 1430. Yeah, yeah. And we're suddenly saying like, I don't know if that's good enough to get into some of these schools. And her, you know, you kind of get shell-shocked. Parents do the same thing. They're like, what? Because, and one of the reasons schools are going test optional, if you throw enough time at it, if you throw enough money at it, a lot of people can get really good scores. I don't think that's a healthy way to look at situations. Like, I don't know. So um, just be, don't, don't be surprised when you see those large SAT scores. Uh, that there's different ways that, that doesn't mean that you're not going to get a great education and not be able to go in the right. career that you want to and succeed and, and do what you want to do. All right. Well, before we close, is there anything that we have not asked you or that you want to talk about before we leave? I mean, I, I, I think a lot of things are interesting, but, uh, I'm, <laughs> you, you, you mentioned I, I, quite a few for, things. For us, I'll just say, this is a, our final thing is that obviously you're, you're talking to families and people are listening that are thinking about the college prep, uh, college search process. Mm-hmm. I would just say is that your student is feeling enough stress in the process. You do not need to be one of those factors in stressing them out, right? right. <laughs> this is not the end of the world. I know right. plenty of people who don't have college degrees, have gone to community college, have gone to, gotten their PhD. We have a client that we talked to recently. He's a radiologist and he has $400,000 of student loans. That's great when you're making $250,000 a year, but he's like, I'm 10 years in. I don't want to do what I'm doing anymore. Yeah. 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 Sucks for you. Like you're, you're yeah. stuck. You, yeah. you can't, he, he wants to go be a teacher. Yeah. Try and make 60 grand a year or 70 grand a year and pay off for it. It's just not right. going to happen. Yeah. And yeah. so you need to think about the processes. Like if your kid goes to Albany or, um, insert whatever school, right? In the end, the long-term ramifications, you need to make sure your kid's going to the right school for the right major, for the right right price and not piling on student debt just because they want to feel accomplished by going to Penn State. You know, that again, great school, Harvard, we get all, we get people. Well, can you uh, make sure we get into these? No, one, we don't think that's healthy for you or your student. Absolutely. And it's just, it's not good. So you need to change your perspective. If your goal, if your goal is to have that bumper sticker, my student's an honor roll student at blah, blah. You are setting your student up to fail and you're setting yourself to get a huge amount of debt. So don't do it. Think holistically about the process and go forward with clear eyes. Well, it. you know, that's why, you know, you mentioned the radiologist. That's why he probably should have taken a good assessment test when he was in college. Right. He yeah. may have found out that that wasn't the right path for him. Yeah. And, yeah. you know, after 10 or 20 years to find that out is, is devastating to a lot of people. Yeah. But uh, you touched on a lot of information and we really appreciate all the information you shared with us. And if someone wants to get in touch with you, what is the best way to do that? If you go to collegeassistanceplus.com, uh, you can find all the information about our company, our products or services. And then also in the top right corner, there's a get help now button. And that'll set you up either for, you can call us, our phone number is there, or you can set up a free consultation. Pardon me. We give free 30 minute consultations to any family um, just to talk about the process to see, okay, what questions are I not asking? Where are we at in the process? How much help do we need? 
what would that look like? So if you want to go collegeassistanceplus.com uh, and you could set up either call us or set up a meeting, we'd love to, to, to talk with any families well, or, or, or parents or businesses. You know, we, we talk a lot with a lot of different people right. on, on helping them through this process. Right. right. Well, you have a lot of great information, as Tom said, and, and I know our parents, our listeners will be, you have given them like feeding from a fire hose, if you will. And that's okay. Because yeah. what's nice about it is that you can re-listen to this podcast as well as actually get in touch with your company and what you do directly. So, uh, you know, don't, don't feel overwhelmed, parents. It's okay. You know, there are people around you that will support you through this process. And we all get yeah. through it one, yeah. one way or another. You want to make sure you get through it right. So this is Maria Geffers and my husband, Tom. Tom. And I want to thank Josh so much for uh, being here. And uh, his company is College Assistance Plus. And uh, hopefully you will join us again next week when we have another expert coming in and talking about college. Thank you so much again, Josh. It was a, it was a real pleasure. Thank you. It was great talking with you also.